Well, folks, once again, you're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. On the other end of the line with me is my good friend, Jim, the award-winning kazoo artist of Kalamazoo. How you doing, Mr. Nelson? I knew you were going to do that. I set you up for that. <laughs> because we, because you are my friend. Because you are my friend. And my favorite kazoo artist, yes. So, did you ever play kazoo when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. Did your parents get you a kazoo or a friend that hated oh, your parents? I don't, I, I don't remember. <laughs> probably different people at different times. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably different people than what... what Got rid of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> the time before. <laughs> yeah. So one of the funnest thing to do as an adult is is jokingly give your friends' kids a, a an instrument like a kazoo or a harmonica or a drum set. You know, because it's not really a gift for the kids so much as it is a prank on the parents. Right. You know, that's that's my opinion. I heard a great story today. Speaking of pranks, you'll love this. I heard this story. You're familiar with George Harrison, the Quiet Beetle, right? Right. And Phil Collins, the rock and roll artist of what, the eighties and nineties? Yeah. Well when when Phil Collins was eighteen, he had the opportunity to play Congos the Congo drums, I guess. I guess that's what you call them. Okay. Uh on a record for George Harrison. Well, years later he played back the record and noticed that there were no Congo drums on the record on on this track that he played. Of course Phil Collins was worldly famous by this time so he gives he gives george harrison a call and he said hey uh do you remember when i played the congos in the studio for this song that you recorded that was on this album and uh george harrison said yeah yeah i sure do i remember that you were 18 you you played the congos in the in the studio he said well i just listened to the album and i can't hear the congos anywhere do you do you know what happened george harrison says huh no, I sure don't, but I have the master album, so I'll send it to you. You can listen to that. Says, okay. A couple of weeks later, Phil Collins gets the master track in the, in the mail. He opens it up, plays it, and he hears the Congo drums, but they're unbelievably terrible. Just terrible. Oh, no. And at the end, you can hear George Harrison saying, whatever you do, get rid of that Congo tra uh, track. That kid is terrible. Oh no! Yeah, so this this gets good. So uh, Phil Collins was devastated, almost in tears. He called George Harrison back up and said, "Hey, man, did you did you listen to that track before you sent it?" He said, "No, I sure didn't. Why?" And Collins tells Harrison what was on the track, and Harrison laughs unbelievably out of control. It was all a prank. Collins got the original master track for some reason. The, the mic was muted that day by mistake, and that's why the Congo track didn't get put on the album. Her, uh, Harrison had another recording studio session where they played the master track, and he had a friend of his come in and told him to play the Congo drums as terrible as you can. And then at the end, Harrison said, whatever you do, get rid of that Congo track. You know, it was all a prank, sending that yeah, master. It, I, I think that is one of the funniest pranks I've ever heard uh, for from one musician to another that definitely took some time to to involve that. Anyway, I thought that was a great story when I read that. Too so, funny. Yeah, we we played pranks uh, every now and then in college. Do you remember any of those? I remember burritos aren't supposed to go crunch. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I'm, I don't know that it you might were, have been my, before my time. You might not have. You might not have been awake for that one. <laughs> I might. Oh, oh, okay. F friend of mine. Friend of mine across the hall. Uh, at the time, 
nobody made anything spicy. Okay. I mean, it was like they were scared to have hot coffee. They were sp- scared to have spicy hot sauce. It was like nothing had any kick to it at all. Right. And I just, I just stated truth. Um, on that had a had a friend that was uh, worked at Taco Bell, and I'm going, and he he, hey, that's pretty hot, huh? And I go, oh, it's good, I thank you, you know, very good, it's right? Really, but it's hot, yeah. And I'm like, eh, not really, but I I like it. it it's good, thank you. And but it's hot. And I'm like, no, it's not. He wouldn't let it go. Hot. It's it's not hot, bro. It's it's just it's not. I'm enjoying it. It's good, thank you, but yeah, he wasn't gonna let it go. Well, ended up coming back, and he kept coming back with more and more and more stuff. That he was like, "How's that?" Then now that's hot, right? And I'm like, "Bro, listen to me. Nobody's making anything hot these days. No right. one. It's it, it, and it's okay. I'm enjoying it, one way or the other." Well, one day he comes in, uh, one one night he comes in. It's like two a.m. in the morning. Wakes me up. I said, "Come on over. I got I got some stuff for you." I get over there and I'm I'm having problems literally prying an eye open so that I can make my way across the hall. <laughs> I get in over there, there there's him and a couple of other people and 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 I he, he's like, Well here, let me open that for you because I'm like so I'm I'm barely awake. He like peels the paper back for me and I'm, I sit on the edge of the bed and I, and I and and I go to take a bite and the burrito goes crunch. And I and I go, crunch burritos aren't supposed to go crunch and i managed to pry one eye open just enough to look down into this burrito and he had stuffed this burrito with jalapenos and just enough pintos interesting to hold the whole thing together it still wasn't hot well of course it wasn't <laughs> hot because back then that they took all the seeds out so there was no heat right and I'm going, come on, bro. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Are you kidding me? It is way too early for this. <laughs> he ended up feeling bad enough about it. He's like, okay, okay, here you go. And I had to have a sit down with him and go, listen, I'm not a macho guy. I like a little bit of zip to, to my food, but I like to be able to taste my food. And and I, I can deal with hot or I can deal with not hot. It's really okay. This isn't, you know, this isn't a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Competition? It, it's not a macho competition here. But... But if I'm telling you it's not hot, nobody's making anything hot. It's not an insult. Right. He's like, okay, okay. So we, we managed to get past that finally. But now these days we laugh about it. Sure. But, uh, yeah, burritos, that was one of the ones is burritos are not supposed to go crunch. Interesting. And I'm, I'm sure you'd agree, back in the day when you and I were that age, jalapenos were about the, the hottest things that were available to us at oh, that yeah. time. Oh, yeah. There was nothing else was on the was on the map back then. No habaneros, no ghost peppers, yeah. none, none of that stuff. Habaneros now are like green peppers compared to all that stuff. Right. I think. Green peppers, there's no heat to a green pepper whatsoever unless you, like, inject it with something, you know. But, right. But, yeah, yeah, hot foods, yeah, that's that's for sure. I remember uh, speaking of pranks in college, there was one student, I'm sure you remembered, a female student there that uh, dressed up as a a woman of a different ethnic persuasion, I'll just put it that way. And uh, ran around trying to scare the other girls. Uh, that was kind of humorous, I guess, at the time. But I don't remember too I, many other pranks. I don't remember there. who did. I I remember something about that. I can't remember who did that. Oh, it was a uh, it was a very close friend of yours. I'll just put okay. it that way. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, hey, I guess we better handle the business, Jim. 
Ba-da-da-ba-ba. That would be our corporate sponsor, the McDonald's Corporation. Uh, had a good sandwich there yesterday, actually. Just one of the simple, plain cheeseburgers from there and a large order of fries. Sir got two cheeseburgers. Uh, we both got two and two, the two cheeseburger meal to share and a large order of fries and one soda. And before we headed off, uh, we had to go to Las Cruces uh, yesterday. Um, that was an interesting day trip. We went over there. I've been working real hard at work lately. And you, you know how crazy things have been lately for right. me at work. Because, Jim, I will tell you, folks, I've almost felt rude about it. And, and Jim would tell me I shouldn't. And I get that. But Jim has called me up a couple of times over the last couple of weeks to talk. And I'm like, dude... I'm sorry, I can't. I'm under such a crunch. I'm making oh, yeah. in an eight eight hour period of time. I was making uh, one day. I made up to 110 phone calls, uh, processing uh, one day 2,500 emails, and just just an incredible crunch. And uh, so, any chance I've gotten lately to get out of town, I've gotten out of town, even if it's for a little bit. Well, yesterday, Sarah and I went over to Las Cruces, and uh, we were hungry before we left, so we stopped at McDonald's. And then we went over there, and uh, you remember that you you were always joking about that guy at that flea market that I bought the CB from because he was my friend. That's what he because told me. Because you are my friend. Yeah, I ran into a very uh, similar gentleman like that yesterday in a hat shop. Um, anyway, I ended up buying. Uh, we we went in, and I saw two hats that I liked, and I couldn't make up my mind, and they were both pretty good price. And I was thinking, well, I'll get both of them. I was trying to convince myself to buy both of them. So finally, I turned to the owner, and I. I was like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll make you a deal. I'll buy both of these hat, it, hats if you knock $5 off the total price. He was like, yeah, friend, I can do that. It immediately <laughs> reminded me of that other guy. So I was like, okay. And so Sarah picks out a hat. And I don't know if he did. I got I got to check the receipt. He jokingly said he was going to add $5 to the price of her hat. Uh, oh, that's so, funny. And he might have. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> How would you I, know at this point? Yeah. But I, I love the store. It, it's called the Real Men's Store, Jim. It's right up our alley. Yes. And they got they got everything. It's a very stylish store. Very nice dress, dress shirts. They don't have any suits, but they've got dress shirts and hats for men. And... Uh, I think that's about all they have. They've got they got a few briefcases in there, but the shirts that you get in there, these are not shirts that you can get really at any department store off the rack or anything. Um, and I said this was in Las Cruces. It's actually a subdivision of Las Cruces called Old Messia, which you would like, Jim. It's one of the very oldest, one of the oldest towns in uh, in New Mexico. It's actually uh, the the Conquistador Roads used to go through there on their way down to Mexico. And um, in- interesting archaeological finds every now and then in-, in that area. We ate at a place called the Double Eagle. It's a, it's a nice restaurant. Uh, the building there is one of the, is, is the oldest building, I believe, in Old Messiah. Um, the people that have walked through that building included people like Pat Garrett, Ben-Hur, Judge Roy Bean, uh, among numerous other people. And... Uh, we ate right under the open air skylight there in that restaurant. It was pretty good. Pretty good food. A lot of good history to it. That's old Messiah. Check it out. Pat Garrett, Pat Garrett's buried right outside of town there, too. Not too far. Uh, anyway, back to the business. Check out our website at ourfantasticwebsite.com and vintagebiscuits.com. Check out our Facebook page, The Biscuits and Gravy Bunch, <coughs> as well as uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. We're heard on the Leading Edge Radio Network. Q-Star FM, WBM Radio, 
Good Talk Radio, Delmarva Talk Radio, and ApexRadioNet.com. So, uh, anyway, that covers the business, Jim. Woohoo! So, what have you been up to this week? About 5'7 and no good. 5'7? Really? You're that tall? Just... No, about 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, five, <laughs> Smart I'm waiting, waiting for the uh, remote slap across the face, I'm yeah. going to give you a black eye and your kneecap. Yeah, that's right. A black eye. I think that's the title for the show. <laughs> I like that. A black eye and your kneecap. <laughs> Boy, you come up with some good ones. So, no, really, what have you been doing this week? Just the same old, same old? Pretty much same old, same old. Uh, Hanging out with the kids? Yeah, pr- pretty much just that. Oh, that's cool. I'm really hoping things... I, I'm expecting things to slow down for me here this week. <clears throat> I really am. Um, a lot of things going on at work, transitions and everything. We're still getting ready to move to Arizona. Uh, we heard from our realtor this week, and the uh, construction progress has uh, kind of had a couple of delays, so we might be delayed a few weeks. Uh, we, we expect to be moved in. Originally, we were expecting to be moved in by the end of July. Now it might be the middle of August to the middle of September, somewhere in there. But we are looking forward to it. And if it's a little later, that's fine, because nothing worse than moving in the middle of July to a place like Arizona. I'm sure you know what I mean. Yep, turn you, around and see your your dash on your car just melted. Yeah, right. Or turn around and see your own reflection in the pool of sweat you left <laughs> behind behind you a couple of feet. Arizona gets hot. It's one of the hottest places around. I've I've uh, watched the temperatures in over the past 10 years there doing uh, weather reports for one of the radio stations in town and uh seen it get as high as uh mid mid 120s close to 130 at one point. That's hot. I mean, that's hot hot. So, that's crazy. It doesn't get that hot here. It it gets I think the hottest I've seen here is about 110, 112. But you know what they say about the heat in the West? It's a dry <laughs> it's, heat. It's not the heat; it's the it's the humidity. Yeah, lack of humidity here, that, right. which is good, which is a good thing. I don't want that humidity. I don't like it. Back in Missouri, you could you could uh, basically take a shower, step outside. Stand still for three minutes and feel like you needed a whole nother shower all over again. <laughs> it was just icky, sticky. You know, you f- you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's a little bit of humidity up there in Michigan, right? It, it, yep, we get it every once in a while. Jim, do you have any jokes for me? No, I don't. Oh, come on, I know better than that. I got one for you. <laughs> okay. Or do you have any? Uh, no, no, not at the no, moment. Not I at don't. the moment. Okay. I got one. I, I forgot all about this joke, but I was talking to... Uh, a friend of mine yesterday, Greg Martin, uh, the founder of the Leading Edge Radio Network, uh, I was ta- telling him about, and I don't know what brought this up, we were talking about Mexican foods because we had just eaten at that double double eagle. I said, hey, I got, it reminds me, I got a joke for you. He says, okay, I'm ready. So here's the joke. A man goes into his uh, barber shop and he's getting his hair cut. And the barber says, so I haven't seen you around in a couple of months. Where you been? He says, well, I took an extended vacation, went out of the country. Barber says, that's fascinating. Where did you go? He said, well, I took a long trip and went down to Mexico. Oh, the barber says, yeah, I'm afraid you've got that wrong. You don't say it like that. You, you say it Mexico. 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 And the guy looks up at the bar- barber and says, what? He says, yeah, that's how they pronounce it down there. It's Mexico. He says, well, I, that's interesting. I guess I never overheard that or caught that. I didn't know that. Barbara says, well, did you have a good time? He says, yes, I did. I had a great time. 
He said, well, how did you get there? Did you drive? Did you take a bus or fly? The guy looks at the barber and says, no, sir. He smiles real big. He says, I took a tahi cab. A tahi cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to admit, that's been one of the better ones we've had on here for a long time. So, been keeping up with any news lately? No. Yeah. Boy, this <laughs> to be honest, sh- this no. show's going to get shorter and shorter. I don't <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I just I haven't. It's okay. that simple. I just I really well, who haven't. Who wants I, to anymore? Right? Who yeah. wants to anymore? Um, I I don't. I think you uh, know. I feel like I I feel like I should, but it's like at at this point, it's like why? So I can get more and more depressed at what's happening to this country. Right. Pass. Yeah. I, I've been keeping a couple of things, and a couple of things like I saw a headline today that said Biden's new plan would cost a ha- uh, cause a hamburger to cost like $3,000 or something. I'm exaggerating a little bit. You could only eat one a year, and then they'd be taxed to a certain amount. Uh, this was not a joke headline. I think this had something to do with something that he was going to introduce, and somebody figured oh, out the beef? results. Yeah, probably about beef something, you know. I don't know. I just didn't even look at it because I'm like, that's not going to happen. I'm getting my burger. I'll go into the black market burger business. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was a mouthful of bees. But, uh, yeah, you just I just don't know. Here's something interesting. You mentioned last week on the on uh, the show that you had gotten your, your, your vaccine dose, correct? Yep. I haven't grown any new appendages. I haven't had any symptoms. Um... Right, that's bad. now. Have you? Are you scheduled for your second one, or did you already have it? Uh, no, I have not had the second one yet. Well, this is what's interesting. Uh, this uh, late, latest report says millions appear to be skipping, totally skipping, forgetting about the second COVID COVID nineteen vaccine shot in the United States. Are there side? Maybe did they tell you if you skip it? Are there side effects? Not if you skip it. No, it just it does. It's not doesn't take full effect then, right? I'm assuming. Yeah. Interesting. And now they're saying the uh, the um, the Johnson and Johnson one shot. They put that on hold for a while. Right. And the sense that I got from that was that um, they they just they put way too much into one shot, and that it it was it was kind of courting disaster to put that much into one shot to begin with. Interesting. And um, and so it was like begging your body to have some kind of a reaction, whereas if you spread it out across a couple shots, then then your body can go can can regain its equilibrium, it. right? Regain its equilibrium so that so that you're not having weird reactions to it. At least that's the theory. Interesting. I um, I really wish there were, had been more time to do more government studies, FDA type studies and everything before they put it on the market um i i understand i don't judge anybody that's taken it i understand you you and i've talked about that i understand your reasoning for it as for me uh i'm gonna wait a little bit just and just to see what happens and i would absolutely support your right to do that um i get i get rather irritated when somebody says oh you have to do this or you have to do that um you know what if this was a different subject we would be saying um my my body my right okay well why is it not my right here oh yeah. well because innocent innocent people could be harmed hmm right interesting really if we were talking about abortion you would say my body my right and 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 if i make the case that it, somebody innocent could be harmed by your abortion 
you say, well, my body, my right. Okay, well, why does that logic not hold true with this? Right. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm the guy that got the shot that is supporting your right to say no. Yeah. No, I get that. I, and, and in that case, you know, I, I don't, I'm not judging anybody that's taken it. Um, I saw a meme. No, no, no. I, I know. I, I know I'm just from do, the yeah. other side. I'm saying that as the guy who got the shot, I still support your right to say no. Right. Because I, because you need to be able to. I saw something the, the, on Facebook the other day that is kind of funny, um, and there's some truth to it. It says, you people that are getting your uh, COVID shots for the rest of our our benefit, the rest of us, we're grateful to you. Uh, you are our research. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, that's me." I'm because I'm everybody I talk to, including you, Jim, and there's been a number of them. The people, my friends, that say they got the shot, and I'm I'm going back to them every week. Have you had any side effects? What's going on? Um, I think you and one other person are the only two people I've talked to out of about a dozen that has not had any side effects yet. So, so well, don't tell me what the side effects are, so I don't like psychosomatically. Give myself some. The only, the only right. Okay. The only ill there. effects. The only ill effects that I've I've had, I've attributed to stress. Have you had any fatigue? Um. Yeah, but I've always got fatigue. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's 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 not a new thing. Right. It's the other shot you need to you need to, you know, circumvent that fatigue. Right. B twelve right. or something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So, uh, oh, which is another interesting statistic. Speaking of vitamins, I read the other day that uh, most people, adults, start taking vitamins after age 41. I thought that was interesting. interesting. I, I think there's a gap there because, you know, when I was a kid, I got force-fed, you know, Flintstones vitamins. Right. Uh, they, you, you know, they, they, they would have ground them up and given them to me in, a, in an injection if they could. <laughs> That's the truth. You know, Jim, speaking of vitamins, there's a lot of uh, vitamins in sunlight, even. And yes. uh, I was feeling a little uh, sorry for these. Uh, there, there, there was a study in France with about 15 volunteers who took place. They went into a, a cave uh, basically without any uh, daylight or clocks. They didn't take any form of clock or any electronic devices with them or anything to see what kind of uh how that would affect their sense of time and they they didn't tell them how long they were going to put them in there for they put them in there for 40 days Urgh. 15 uh volunteers french volunteers in this cave for 40 days without any daylight or clocks and uh when they came out what do you think their response was, Jim? I'll just put it. Th what, how would you? How do you think you'd feel if you were put in a cave for forty days without any sense of time or not, without even knowing how long you were going to be put in there? Uh, first off, I probably would say depression would be one of the yeah one of the symptoms. You would think. What? What did? Do you think you'd feel like it would have been less than forty or more than forty days? Um, I would think it'd feel like more than 40. That's what I would think, too. This is interesting. Most of them thought that they were in there about 30 days. No kidding. And most of them asked to go back in. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they were, They said, we're kind of disappointed. We we were kind of enjoying the peace and quiet. And uh, a couple of them said they're they're not going straight back to their, their phones and social media for a while uh, because they want to readjust to the real world again. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 
I, I, I mean, don't know if I even want to volunteer. I guess I wasn't thinking about the social media aspect of it. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to even volunteer for a project like that. I don't know if, if they paid me. You know. I, I mean, if you told me, I mean, it's a completely different thing, but if the point of it was to be away from social media and you told me, hey, we're going to give you this 10 by 10 cabin out in the middle of, right? you know, the woods, you know, a uh, hundred miles from everywhere, um, I could I'd be like, oh, sign, sign me up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pay? I don't need no stinking pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, Do I get to stay here? You know, but uh, but it was more than that. It was no clocks, no sense of daylight either. So it was just they wanted to see how it would affect their sense of time, uh, which I find that very interesting. I you know that they thought they'd been in there thirty days and they wanted to be in there longer. So interesting. Maybe they were uh, kind of at one with themselves, you know, in a peaceful state of mind and relaxed. I imagine like, something like that occasionally could be good for your blood pressure. Oh, I would imagine. <clears throat> I remember going out hunting, and, you know, of course, when you're out hunting, you're trying to be just as quiet as you can possibly be. Right. And so you're, you're still, and you're quiet, and, and you just you know that the deer can, you know, hear a pin drop at, you know, 300 yards. So, so you're trying to be just as quiet as you can. So being out there and just being, being super quiet... And really nothing to concentrate on except the nature that's around you. And I remember coming back from those kinds of trips and and, and feeling remarkably relaxed for um, two to three weeks after. Yeah. After that experience. So I, I would, uh, what you're telling me, I have absolutely no problem believing. Yeah. yeah. It's not what I would have guessed, but... Yeah, I, I would have guessed it, a whole yeah. lot more and, you know, being... Being even maybe even a little stressed, they the experience experiment uh, supervisors said that they pretty much all came out looking very pale, which that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's that's not not to be expect ex, unexpected. So right. So anyway, um, let's see here. I got several sheets of different uh, different topics, Jim. This is interesting. I don't know. This this might have been why we had so many problems with girls in in college. Women are not impressed by daredevil men. <laughs> I don't know if you could classify us as daredevils, though. No. We we were just adventurous on our own, did our own thing. Daredevil men who believe they can attract women by their reckless behavior should think again. A survey of a hundred men and women by researchers showed that women are not impressed by bungee jumping or other risky types of behavior but actually prefer men who take fewer chances. One theory to explain risky male behavior is that men are showing off their strength and bravery to woo potential partners, but a researcher said women prefer high-status males to risk-takers. Yeah, that's interesting, but in my opinion, you got to be a risk-taker to get to the high-status uh, in some ways. Like playing, I don't know, is playing the stock market considered a, a risk-taker? <laughs> Anymore it I'm is. I'm a daredevil in the stock market, and I'm a lousy one, too. I, I'd be one of those. If they made YouTube fail videos for stock market people, I'd be, you know, I'd go viral. Um, Yeesh. Yeah. So, did you ever do anything uh, daredevilish to impress a woman uh, or a girl or whatever? Well, no. not a whatever woman or a girl. <laughs> no, nothing. No, nothing swings. To, nothing springs to mind. Um, I don't. I don't think I ever did. I volunteered to jump into a 
an, an enclosed area at the zoo one time and get somebody a, a gopher, but we've talked about that on the show and how well that worked out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, that, that one there, I'm like, you know what? She needs to get out of her own way. But you know what? It worked out okay for it you. It did, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've got a girl who appreciates the gopher getters. Yes. So, Go we, for the gopher. We had a good time. On the way to church this morning, my wife has been using this app. I, I wish I could remember the name of it, but she's been learning Spanish. And I'm having fun with this because basically how it works is it says a Spanish phrase, and it, over a period of time, it does one word at a time, and then it does like a phrase at a time. And it will tell her to either type it in, you know, spelling it correctly in Spanish, or to say it, uh, you know, verbally, and it records it and, and uh, it checks your pronunciation. But when it says the Spanish phrase, I like guessing, making up things that it sounds like in English. Like, Carlos ate his banana in the couch, you know? <laughs> Whatever things and and you quiero trabajo at Taco Bell. Yeah, that sort of thing. So and I get her cracking up sometimes. And see, our plan was originally when we moved to Arizona, sign up at a local college to take Spanish together. And I said, you know, this is great because I don't need to learn Spanish now. I'll have an interpreter. And she says, Oh no, oh no, no, no. You're going to do this with me. I'm just getting a little bit ahead to help us both. And I said, Well, oh, okay. But uh, but she, like this morning, there was something. Uh, and it had the word, it wasn't the word Dorito, but it sounded like Dorito. And I thought, oh, I can have fun with this. And I said it was it was something like Dorito car or something like that. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, oh, the dirty car. She said, dirty car? I said, yeah, Dorito car, dirty car. So she said, first of all, it's not Dorito. Second of all, if it was, how would you get dirty out of it? Oh, Dor- Dorito means dirty. That's why when you eat Doritos, you get those little orange stuff all over your fingers. <laughs> she, I thought she was going to fall off the chair there. Anyway, she appreciates my weird and quirky sense of humor. So, I, I like, I think it's fantastic when a man can act a little goofy, a little crazy, that uh, the girl he's with, you know, she might roll her eyes and everything, but on the inside, she's going, this guy has a great sense of humor. I could Partner live with, in crime. I, a partner in crime. I could live with this, yes. Now, here's another one, Jim. You're a car man, kind of. Not so much anymore as you used to be, I think. But uh, anyway, over 60% of Americans consider their car a friend. Opinions? Uh, 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 no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. I Maybe single men. I could, I, you know... I get that. But, I mean, it's like, what, what do you think? Your car is your wingman? I, I'm, I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Americans spend an average of 18 full days in their car every year, so it's not a big surprise <clears throat> that 64% of us consider our car our friend. Over a third of Americans would rather themselves get a scratch than have their car get a scratch. Well, at least you, your scratch can heal. Yes. On a car, it's just kind of, yeah, there it is. Another. This is where it gets weird. Another 15% would rather break a bone in their own body than have their car break down. One in five, 21%, would rather spend an entire day in jail than have their car totaled. What are you people, nuts? 13% of Americans would actually break up with a partner before parting with their car. Uh-uh. This is where I can understand a little bit of what goes on here. 44% have named their car. Have you ever named your car, Jim? 
Probably. At some point in time. I don't recall. Um, I had a Volkswagen Bug one time. I was going to paint it and name it 8-Ball. But uh, that was before anything. I knew anything about the uh, drug culture. But uh, I don't think I've ever named a car. I have been looking for a name for my motorcycle. I've been thinking about that. I can't come up with anything original enough or creative enough to uh, name my black Honda Shadow 1100. But if I do, uh, you'll be the first to know, Jim. <laughs> Promise you. So, what'd you have for dinner today? Did you have dinner yet? I, I did. Yeah, what'd I you had, eat? Uh, what'd you devour? I had some Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Some Good Taco stuff. Bell. Did it crunch? It did. It crunched. <laughs> It's a, it's it okay for it to crunch now, now that they've yeah, changed yeah, things up. Because it, it was a taco. Right. And they have those those crunch tacos, too, where they, like, put a regular taco shell, a crispy oh, one, yep. in, in, the, in the tortilla, the soft one. Yeah. They they have in the, in the uh, grocery stores here tortilla factories in some of the grocery stores in New Mexico. That's cool. I want one. A I, want a, I want a tortilla factory. Yeah, I don't know. Even if it's a little tabletop one or something. I think that would be pretty cool. Wacky but true. Assault with a frozen sausage. There's a headline for you. A driver in the United wow. Yeah, a driver in the United Kingdom suffered a broken nose after a fro- fro- frozen sausage was thrown through an open window of, of a car. After the sausage assault, the man managed to stop his car without hitting anyone else. Well that's good. That's good. Jim, well, here, here's something interesting. All the years you were driving around, picking up bodies or delivering food or whatever you were doing, did you ever see people doing just strange things while they were driving? Oh, or on the road? Maybe they were a passenger. I mean, I mean, there's 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 the perennial, you know, seeing somebody with a finger up their nose. Oh yeah, well, I think we've all digging seen for that. gold, right? <laughs> Truckers were asked to descri- describe some of the weirdest things they've seen people do on the road. The responses included diaper changing. Interesting. Uh, I guess if you got it, eh, I, I could understand that a little bit as long as you're not driving. Right. Um, people have been seen sewing or knitting or making arts and crafts while they're driving. That that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Eating soup. I was in Indiana or Ohio, and a woman was driving down the road, steering with her elbows, and eating a bowl of soup. Mama always told me it was impolite to eat with your elbows on the steering wheel. Uh, I guess. <laughs> oh my goodness. You, do you? Do you? That was a common thing. I grew up. Don't eat with your elbows on the table. Yep. Do, do, I admit I do that unintentionally without thinking. Do you? Or have you been properly self-trained, civilized? Yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> Civilized on your own level, I guess. Do you, do you uh, not do that? I don't know. I guess it depends who I'm with and what the circumstances are. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. I, if I I'm tr- with my kids, it's like, ah. <laughs> Anything goes, right? Anything goes. I try not to. I honestly do. But sometimes I catch myself. You know. So, table manners. My my mom and dad raised me pretty good with pretty good table manners. We uh, we used to eat at the table. You didn't leave until you said excuse me. And uh, if you had a runny nose at the table, you excused yourself, went and took care of it, and then came back. So, 
Yeah, table manners. Did, did uh, any thoughts on? Uh, did your parents raise you with any interesting or unique, or do you have any memories of being trained with certain manners? Oh, I mean, there was that. There's the whole, you know, uh, ask to leave the table yeah. thing. You know, there was that. Um, as far as unusual, not that I know of. Uh, but then again, you know, how would I know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, what? I thought everybody did that. Right. I remember as a kid, you know, the family would be going over to somebody somebody's house, and when it came to the adults being told, you know, don't speak unless you're spoken to, um, say yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, that sort of thing. Right. Um, and, I, and I always got that. Don't speak, you know, because we children shouldn't be the initiators of an adult conversation unless they're asked to in that kind kind of a setting. You know, so, but yeah, I, I was thankful for the managers that uh, I grew up with. So, study found most people lie on first dates. You think? I don't know. I, I suppose oh. I suppose some people do. Men uh, usually bump their income up by about twenty percent. They're uh, likely to lie about their previous relationships or their occupations. Women tend to lie about their jobs. They're more likely, of course, to lie about. What do you think women are more likely to lie about in a dating situation? Um, I mean, the, the, the perennial <laughs> one is uh, their age. Yes, absolutely. Ding, ding, ding. Give the man a lady in the balcony. <laughs> um, typically, a woman will shave four years off the actual number of their age in a first date situation. Interesting. Maybe I ought to check Sarah's birth certificate. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Man, I'm just teasing. I know she's that age. Um, Yeah. Eating too... You and I are both diabetic. This might come in handy. Eating two large meals a day helps you lose more weight. It It looks like less really is more when it comes to weight loss. A study found that eating just breakfast and lunch as opposed to six small meals throughout the day... Gee, six, wow, was more successful at a lowering body mass index. The study tracked 54 people with type 2 diabetes, that's me and you, Jim, over a period of 12 weeks, eating two meals a day, produced greater decreases in liver fat content, while there was a bigger increase of insulin sensitivity with the six-meal diet. Very interesting. Interesting. You know, I've been taking those sugar uh, blocker, sugar and carb blocker pills I got at Walmart. They got two different kinds. I've been taking them both, off and on. Those things have been working fantastically for me. Uh-huh. I, I can't say enough. Yesterday, I was out of town, and I I didn't take my medication in the morning like I normally would because it has it has some strange side effects. That's all I'm going to say about that. That okay. if you're traveling, you don't want those side effects. I'll just say that. Okay. So I didn't take my insulin. Um, I did take a, a couple of sugar blockers. And I ate a piece of pie and a half, a breakfast burrito, one che- this is throughout the day, not in one setting, one cheeseburger, half a large McDonald's fry, a Diet Coke. We got over into uh, Old Messia, and I had... Fettuccine Alfredo with green chili sauce, half a a pan of those tortilla chips and salsa, and some water. We got back home. I didn't have anything between then and there. Got back home, and I checked my blood sugar, and it was 116. 
Nice. That's, hey, that's good. That's real good. And all I had was a couple of those sugar blocker pills that day. And I really think if I watched my weight, was a little bit more uh, productive, I say productive, more active during the day, watched what I ate, took a couple of sugar pills, I think... I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to do this and I wouldn't recommend doing this. I think I could get on a consistent level uh, with my sugar levels that I could probably wean myself off of the metformin. Um, nice. If I do head that direction, it's going to be, you know, really watching it closely and doing it under and here's the keyword, the supervision of a doctor. But uh yeah. I thought you were nice. going to say something. No, no. I just keep keep me posted. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, there's two kinds over there. There's one made by Parmafure. It's a little bit cheaper, and you're supposed to take one pill per meal. Um, that one works okay. There's another one, and I can't remember the name of it, but it comes in a big big bottle. It's about twice as much, and you take twice as much, and that one works a little bit better. Uh, so I'm I'm still testing out both kinds to see which one is the best for me. Uh, but I've, I've really been pleased with my blood sugar levels lately, thanks to that stuff. And drinking a lot of water, too. And, and speaking of, you know, I mentioned I ate a little pie yesterday. I eat a little pie. I, I'm a pie man, Jim. They, they, I think they write, wrote a song about that, about me. I'm a pie man, something like that. <laughs> but anyway, um, when my sugar gets a little low, I, give, I treat myself. You know these little pies that come in the grocery store in the box? They're, they look like those little McDonald's pies. They're shaped yep. the same way. So what I found is to satisfy a sweet tooth, I wait till my sugar gets gets low, lower than usual. I cut one in half, snack on that, put the other one in the freezer for the next day or whatever. And uh, that satisfies a sweet tooth. But Sarah and I, we were talking, we were reminiscing two weeks ago about Burger King. When I don't know if they still do it. They used to make the frozen Cokes, and I think so did 7-Eleven and some of the other places. You remember the frozen Cokes? Yep. You work in the food industry. Any place still make those? Oh goodness! Um, I want to say yes, but I'm, but if Don't you put remember? me to it, I'd have I'd have trouble trying to remember well, remember who where. They are so good, it's, and I don't. Sonic doesn't even have them. So anyway, Sarah and I were talking about that, and she froze a, a Coke Zero for me, and we had one of these little bullet blenders. And she put the ice cube in. It's not one made by Bulletin. It's it's or Bullet. It's, it was made by Hamilton, something or other. And I've had the blender a long time, so it's been used a lot. But she put the ice in there and turned it on, and it broke the blades. And it's probably oh, just because no. it's old and weak. And so she's like, "Well, let's go to Walmart tonight. We'll get a blender." So we went down. We got another blender. I think one made by Oyster. We paid about forty forty five dollars for it. Brought that home. I still had some frozen Coke cubes in the freezer. Put that in there and put it on pulse, and it pulverized that frozen Coke to a, a nice, not quite a powder, but almost. Put that in a big old A and W mug glass that I've got. Poured poured some regular Coke or regular Diet Coke on top of that Coke Zero. Jim, that was one of the best treats I've had in a long time. I Very almost cool. became a Pentecostal over it. I'm telling you, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, matter of fact, there's a picture of me on Facebook. I don't know if you saw that the other day. I did. <laughs> yeah. That, that made me happy. It really did. 
So uh, I, I highly recommend that blender. You you know something else you can do with the blender if you're diabetic is uh, <clears throat> get you some low carb ice cream and some uh, what I recommend regular is, ice cream. No, well no low carb. Low carb ice cream and hot fudge. No, I'm going to keep Don't. this low carb as much as possible. Are you ready for this? <laughs> low carb ice that? cream, some v- uh, coconut milk. Ooh. Yeah, a little coconut milk or or. Um, you know, almond milk. Either way, one of those those low carb milks. You know, they're they're not really milk. They're like nut. Uh, I don't know, like like you juice a nut or something like that. You know, uh, put that in there, and and then put uh, one of your favorite berries in there, like blueberry or strawberry. Just a little bit of that. Blend that up. Makes a nice, delicious. Lo- I won't say low carb, but lower carb shake. And uh, it can also be a meal replacement. I used to use those for meal replacements, and I I enjoyed that. I, I got a friend, well, I, it's a mutual friend of ours. I'll just tell you, Rodney Bardner, Barden, our executive consultant, um, he has recently been asking me about a diabetic diet and stuff. And uh, he came to me one day. I said, how's the diet going? He says, you know, it's going great except one thing. And I said, what's that? He goes, I'm getting sick of eating salad three times a day, seven days a week, four weeks a month. And I said, you're doing it wrong. You're not supposed to. Nobody's designed to do that except, you know, your friend sitting there at your feet, your rabbit. Uh, right. Yeah. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to call salads rabbit food. I said, we're not, we're not designed to do that. It doesn't matter how you mix up or blend a salad or what you put into it. It's got that one common denominator, lettuce, you know. <laughs> uh, it's still lettuce, no matter, no matter what you do to it. Uh, well, I, and I'm, I think I'm going to call him up and see if he'll let me take him shopping. Because uh, I've gotten pretty good at this, you know, getting different meats, different sauces, and being able to cook a little bit healthier. And uh, I said, you know, I've lost a lot of weight over the years. I'm still not the weight that I would like to be. Um, that's probably thanks to those pies. Even if they are consumed in moderation, they still they still will do it to you. But anyway, so how's, how's your uh, cooking culinary skills been lately? Uh, nothing D- too exciting. Done anything interesting? Uh, about the only thing I did is I put a, well, I don't know, uh, around Easter I put a, I, I did a pork roast that turned out. Ooh, yeah, decent. yeah. Um. I bet you can't guess what I'm doing tonight. Smoking something. No, actually, uh, something <laughs> that you've probably got in your cabinet still right now. Oh, chili. Six gun chili. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I bought another package because I was going to have a friend over, and I was going to save it for when he came over to make some chili. And I asked Sarah, I said, you want me to make some chili tonight? She goes, yeah. I said, well, um, I was saving the six-gun. Do you want me to make that, or do you want me to make my own blend? Because I have my own blend, too, I'm experimenting with. I still haven't perfected it. She looked at me. She said, can I say this? Six-gun chili? (laughs) I said, sure. So... I'll have to get another ba- package of that later because it's nice. good stuff. But I like—I've experimented late, lately with making my own mixes and uh, working on that. So um, nothing finer than doing your own stuff in the kitchen without buying the pre-seasoned stuff. So right. we'll see. But I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I enjoy cooking. I enjoy. Uh, I just my mom uh, back about three, two or three years ago when I had surgery. My mom came over and uh, was teaching me some things in the kitchen, and I had never cooked chili. Uh, that is, unless you want to count something poured from a can and put in a microwave. I had never cooked chili, and my mom taught me how to do it, and uh, been loving it ever since. So, 
you got any plans for this week, Jim? Going anywhere, doing anything? Um, Ag- antagonizing not, anybody? Not, not a whole lot. I say that jokingly. It's not like right? you're you're in practice of that or anything. So that depends on who you talk to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's sa- same way with me. The people that antagonize me usually accuse me of antagonizing them, and I'm like, man. Yeah, I knew you. I, I, I'm over here like uh, Sylvester Stallone and Judge Dredd going, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> right. We're going to watch a movie tonight, Open Range. You remember that movie? I saw it no. a long time ago. It had um, Robert Duvall in it. I think Tommy Jones. I don't remember. I don't remember. News attack. Two dozen monkeys broke out of a zoo in Germany and spent the day lying in the sun. Oh, I thought you were going to say took over Congress in the United States. No, no, yeah. Yeah, I guess if I was a monkey, that's what I would do. I would I would lay out in the sun. Why couldn't they get lay out in the sun where they were? I don't know. I, I you know I've had a lifelong infatuation with monkeys. <laughs> I have really. I've loved them. I love monkeys. Now when my, I it's it's so funny because here lately my kids have like been all about monkeys. My my daughter just got well we watched uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Yeah, and there's this whole thing about. You know, monkey sign language. King Kong. Oh yeah, they, they had the King Kong shows that up being that. able to. Yeah, yeah. He shows up being able to do sign language. Well, my daughter gets her her wisdom teeth out, and she's still you know on the, coming down off the drugs. We've got a video of her doing <laughs> making reference to monkey sign language. Oh wow, <laughs> it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, there's nothing fun than videotaping your kids when they're coming out of surgery. You know, getting <laughs> off that. Yeah. So I, I I remember Seth had his tonsils taken out. It was either he had two surgeries. He had a little cancerous piece of skin removed off the back of his head, and also had his tonsils taken out. I don't remember which one it was. He was real little. They put him in this little wagon, wheeled him back to give him some drugs, then they wheeled him back to spend a few minutes with us before they took him into surgery. So he's he's real little. He's just barely old enough to talk. He comes wheeled out, and he's swaying back and forth in this little wagon, and he looks at me and he points at me and he says. I feel good. <laughs> I, one of those moments where you're like, oh, man, I wish I had I my camera. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. It was just, wow. He he was a character when he was younger. He used to come up with some silly stuff. and Kids do. I was talking about that with uh, with my uh, my brother the other day, talking about the things that his kids said. He's got a little girl that was, they pray at the table. You know, kids pray at the table, and she got through praying and said oh yes lord thank you for giving me all the power and uh she said amen and her little brother said you forgot to pray about him helping me take over the world you know oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) so kids are fun kids are absolutely fun you remember the guy i can't his name doesn't come to mind right now but the guy that used to do the television show kids say the darndest things art link letter art link letter yes that was a great program and then I think Bill Cosby uh, did a revival of that sometime later. But that was a good yep. show. They Somebody ought to do that. That would be fun. Maybe I'll grab my microphone for a, a session of the Biscuits and Gravy show, hit the streets, and see if I can talk to some kids and their parents. That'd be fun. That would be fun. You never get, know. Get, get the police sick down you. Yeah, right. Yes. There's that fellow over there. He offered me candy What's if that? I talked to him. What does he yeah. have in his Yeah, what, what does he have in his hand? That's I don't know. It looks like a weapon. It's a microphone. Yeah. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I tried doing something for Valentine's Day one day. I was uh, going to be on Michael Shinneberry's show. And I thought, I'm going to talk to couples 
as they go into the store and ask them things like, what does Valentine's Day mean to you? How long have you been uh, with your girlfriend or your wife? And what's the best Valentine's Day you've ever had? I couldn't get one person to talk to me. Not one person. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't try hard enough. Maybe I was in the wrong spot. So... I I love those on the street interviews like like the people like uh, Mark Dice does. Um, sometimes they're pretty funny. Sometimes they're pretty sad. But anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do the rest of this week. I'm going to work a little bit and I'm going to try to take it as easy as I can, stay as least stressed as I can. What's what's uh, Jim? What do you do when you get stressed? What what is your stress reliever? Breathe. Breathe. That, that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's the one I can still afford to do. <laughs> the one you can still afford to do. That's true. Uh, do you have anything else? I, I know you do the martial arts. Is that a stress yep. reliever for you, or does that increase your stress level? No, no, that's no that that's that's pretty good for me. Um, I think it would be good for me, but it would also depend on who was at the other end of my arm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, me, I like to listen to music. I listen to a lot of online radio. Uh, I listen to Camo X News in the in the morning. I listen to a lot of our affiliates uh, often on during the during the week. Um, I uh, I enjoy putting uh, information and stuff together for uh, for shows that you and I produce, and of course Sarah and I produce a couple things. Oh, which reminds me, Jim, you got to check this out, and I'll tell the listeners this too. You you really ought to check this out. This will be fun. Go to this website, CowboyCherryTV.com. CowboyCherryTV.com. That Sarah and I have a new YouTube channel there, and uh, we talk about everything. A lot of it's funny. A lot of it's reminiscent. You'd like the last show, Jim. Uh, toys from the toys and games from the seventies. Nice. And uh, the YouTube channel actually has pictures of a lot of those things and talking about it. And uh, I even put that picture of me with my frozen diet coke on there last week on the last episode. So. But uh, I've always been wanting to do a YouTube channel, and now that I've got somebody special to do it with, it's going to be right. fun. Going to be fun. So, but uh, that's that's what I do for fun for stress relief. I also found another stress relief, Jim, this week, and it's very productive. I found it about yes. two weeks ago. I bought myself a Ryobi weed eater. Ooh. Yes, one of the ones with the big engine and the blades that switch out. And, so it's a wee, wee, wee. Oh yeah, okay. And this thing is so big; it's heavy. I I used it, got my arms got sore. I actually went and bought a strap for it, kind of carried around. But that that's very relaxing, going out there and cutting some weeds, and you know that's that's very relaxing. I keep wait, soak. I keep waiting to come across a rattlesnake, and I haven't yet, so that's good. <clears throat> I I don't like snakes. Don't like them at all. My dad used to call garter snakes lawnmower food. Lawnmower food? That's pretty grotesque. <laughs> I, I remember when I was uh, about 15 or 16, I was doing a little jogging, and I stepped on some kind of snake. I think it was a garter snake. It was in Michigan. And that thing shot straight up my pant leg. Oh! Yes. That that will... that That'll move you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how else to put it. I screamed, and I felt that scaly thing on the side of my leg. And, I, and, and when it comes to snakes, I'm a girl. I, I'm, I'm, you know, almost, you know, just I, I don't like them, don't want to have any. I can handle a spider. 
you know, a lot of a lot of men will handle a snake, but they can't stand spiders. Not me. I'm the other way around. I can I can handle a spider. I can kill it, dispose of it, whatever. I don't even like looking at pictures of snakes too often in books. Don't care for them at all. But uh, yeah, that'll move you. You have one of those shoot up your leg. <laughs> but uh, I, I was fortunate enough of growing up in school, you know, show and tell. You remember the old show and tell thing? Yep. I, people would bring in their pets in. Oh, I used to pray nobody would bring in their pet snake because they'd pass it around and everybody was expected to hold their pet it. And I, I pray, please don't let anybody bring a pet snake in. Right. I didn't want that. I knew a guy that brought one to work in his pocket one time, a real small one. And uh, they they let him go. Not the snake, the employee. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, Jim, we have... Uh, Kind of shied away from the politics for the most part this episode. You got anything real quick you want to discuss? We've got about sixty seconds. Oh, not really. I did. I did come up with some jokes though. Oh, let's hear at least a couple of them. Um, my wife said I should do lunges to stay in shape, but that would be a big step forward. <laughs> I thought you were gonna um, say you mistook that for lunches. Yeah, that would be <laughs> me. My wife said to take lunches. Uh, Singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth, and it's a soap opera. There you go. Yeah, that's a terrible uh, taste. What do you What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? Okay, I give up. Sophisticated. Sophisticated. <laughs> Sounds like something Sean Connery would say. Sophisticated. Interesting. Um, how do you follow Will Smith in the snow? Hmm. How so? You follow the Fresh Prince. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's almost as good as Tahi Cab. Tahi Cab. Yeah. Well, Jim, we are out of time. I want to say thank you all for listening to this episode of the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Don't forget to tip your server, make a friend, spend time with your kids, and above all, take your Flintstone vitamins. Jim? <laughs> and please turn on your Amber Alerts. The life you save may be someone that you know. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.